but we can actually use that method or use some of the words and rearrange it in such a way that it can create something that's different from the original and yet still have its essence of yourself in it because everything that we touch, it has become you in a way. So just be you. Hi, this is Wicked. You're listening to the Live Ready Podcast with a mission to empower you to live a fulfilling life. Whether you're a student, working adult, or entrepreneur, it is never too early or too late to be Live Ready. So welcome to today's Live Ready Podcast. So I will say that today's episode is a little bit special. Finally, I'm not alone in recording a podcast <laughs> because I have the first ever guest uh, on the Live Ready Podcast. That is really, really, really exciting. All right. So um, let me actually give you a, a, an introduction about uh, this guest of mine. Um, it's really uh, a, an, an honor to, to have her to be here. So how do I actually uh, describe her? She's actually a very rare poet in Malaysia, or at least among of my, my circle of friends. She's a poet, right? And her first publication was named after, uh, it's actually named Paluru Aksara, which is an anthology of poetries and short stories. And it was actually featured in BFM by the book, Bibliography, Emerging Malaysian Writers Segment. Now, her recent publication was Rumpun Luhur, which is another anthology of poetry, right? which is, includes anthology Puisi Malaysia Ku, as well as Rumpun Luhur. She is also the associate editor uh, in, the, in this novel thriller by Mira Natasha, which is called Savitri. And not only that, she also does online publications. And recently, she was featured, her work is actually featured on eccentrica.com's IG page as uh, one of the lime rigs of unusual occupations. Now, the next thing uh, is really interesting. She, con she actually contributed articles to Majala Samudra, which is a Royal Malaysian Navy publication. And you may be asking, how, is she, how was she able to get into the Royal Malaysian Navy publications, right? So here comes a little bit background of, of my, my background with her. She is also a Royal Malaysian Navy Reservist, holding the rank of acting sub-lieutenant. She is my senior. So during the usual day, I usually call her by mem. But today, very lucky, I got to call her by, uh, by Wang, right? So... Uh, so it was it was a really an honor to have her by uh, by the live radio podcast today. So round of applause and welcome Wang to our podcast. Why don't you say hi to everyone, Wang? Hello, hi. Thank you so much, Wiki, for having me on your podcast, Live Ready. It's really exciting and exhilarating. Thank you so much. Yes, it's really exciting because I never I told you right, I never really mm. had a friend who is a poet. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh the best thing, the closest thing I could I could do is actually using rhymes in a speech. So I was really, really intrigued by the work that you did as well as um, what was the thought process on, on, on po poet when they actually come up with poem? What, what is actually going through in their head? Because I think that it is, it is really something that we can learn about on how can we really apply in our life. So, so Wang, I really love to learn from mm -hmm. you, right? What really get you started to become a poet? Yeah. What really inspired you to become a poet? 
Mm, okay, that's, that's a very good question. Um, I, I think I've been writing since my school days. So I've been writing all right throughout my secondary, all the way to university. So I was like babbling and then simply writing and scribbling and doodling. And so what play was actually a very fun exercise. And of course, you always have the dictionary as a great resource. So I have this really huge Webster dictionary with me all the time. I, I also wrote web lyrics back then, <laughs> but of course you minus the swag. Wow. Yeah, during university days. That was fun. That was really fun. And I think because of that, um, along my journey, um, I also have a very dear friend of mine who really out of the blue uh, sort of like nudged me into writing and publishing some of my works. So I really need to have a big shout out thanks to Navanita. So she was the one who saw the diamond in the rough, I guess. Yeah. Um, I also have a lot of um, great uh, writer, editor friends who really push me uh, the boundaries to create um, more uh, works. Although, um, you know, I feel that I'm still a work in progress, uh, but um, there are a lot of people who really created this inspiration, um, such as, uh, for example, I have Anurada, uh, I have Utaya Shankar Besbi. I also have my friend uh, Mira Natasha, the writer for the novel uh, thriller Savitri, uh, Jaymani Parabinia. Hidayah Amin, Hidayah Amin, uh, Dom Collin. Dom Collin is very interesting, a poet as well. He says that we should write from the heart as a tool and not following the rules. Yeah. Um, of course, the classics, right? You have the uh, National Laureate, which is A. Samad Said. Everybody knows him. And Amir Hamza, the Indonesian poet, writer. And of course, our local um, writer as well, Faisal Terani. And so, so many more people out there. So inspirational beings out there. Amazing, amazing. Mm -hmm. Really, I, I can see that you have really have a lot of um, people who really um, encourage you to, to get you started. Now, I just had listened to a very interesting quote from you, uh, right from the heart. Would you mind to re repeat that again? Right from the heart, not from the tools, is it? Writing from the heart as your toolbox rather uh -huh. than following the rules. That's amazing. That's really interesting. Can you actually share more with us? Like, what, does, what, what does it mean to you and what does it really how does it really, we can actually apply this um, in, in the work that we do? Writing from the heart, okay? Not just from, well, for the tools as well. I, I think what, what we can do is like, you know, like how um, different people express uh, their uh, creativity differently. Like what you do in speeches, right? For live ready, right? Mm. Uh, when you prepare your speeches, when you express yourself. So how you actually express uh for example, in other words, some people do it differently. Some people use, you know, like for example, if you're using speech-wise, you it's all about the tonality, the enunciation, the pronunciation, the inflections of the voice, right? The vocal cords, hand gestures, body language, the energy from the audience as well. Yeah. Cool. So that is being used in the delivery. So when we talk about poetry, um, mainly we use words, uh, powerful words, words that means... Um, it's very simple. It can mean deeply. It can also have multiple meanings. So when Dom Colon inspired me to look into writing with heart as a tool, part of your toolbox kit, and not writing following the rules. Because right now, we also know that there is a classical set of rules that is being uh, presented in poetry. But what I also mm. noticed in today's world that there is a lot of poets out there that is not really following the rules and pushing the boundaries even further. Yes, uh, I think this is this is really important as well. Um, for example, when I actually craft speeches, yes, mm. there was actually rules on how can you craft a, an appealing speech, how can you mm. actually start your opening, right? But what really matters is, or, or what really makes the speech stand out is when you are really writing from your heart 
when that something is something that you believe so much and you're able to say it with conviction. And I think mm-hmm. that that is a, the, the whole new level of, um, of creation where it, it's something that is coming from our heart. And when, when we look at that creation, right, we it really feel really, it, it is something it from our It hits a heart. note, right? Yeah, it, it hits, hits a note. That spot, yeah. yeah. I think that is really, uh, we, should, we should stay true to what we create um, to ourselves as well. Yeah, I think whatever that we do, right? So uh, I, I can see that, wow, you, have, you are really, I think we're really lucky to have a lot of uh, amazing people around you to, 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 to remind you, hey, Wang, uh, go and start this, go and publish this and all that. Yeah. Mm. And I, I, I was really amazed by poetry as well because um, I do have, I, 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 the only poet that I really understood was uh, Rumi. Mm, another great poet yes 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 Uh, 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 a long time ago uh, an Afghanistan's uh, refugee poet right and I uh, as I scroll through every every lines of the 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 the, the arts that he actually created right it actually hits me a lot in (laughs) a lot of times Uh, every for example you are not a drop in the oceans you are an entire ocean in one drop all right it is so powerful like um, what to say and and the most powerful thing is everyone who sees it right has different interpretation as well like exactly. like I applied it to my own own um, own personal encounter yeah mm-hmm. and I also heard about you mentioned about the concept of duality in, in poem so I was like would you mind to share with us like what does duality really means and, and how powerful these things called duality um I think duality is more of a contrasting points, con- mm-hmm. stark contrasting points. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a lot of metaphors that's been created. Uh, it also has this um, the yin and the yang as well. You know, uh, and if, if you look at it, um, there's always there's also a science to it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you look at the science behind this dualism, right, mm-hmm. you also look into equilibrium. We're always trying to come to an existing state whereby everything is balanced but you still have that far extremities, yeah? So those are the things that um, really highlight and captures. It's like you have the darkness and the lightness, happiness and extreme sadness, jealousy and kindness. So I think those are the things in dualism that really brings out that um, beauty in it, expressed in words, yeah. Mm, amazing interesting yes yeah then and different people at different points in their life they what they read the same line of poem they Correct. can actually get a different inspiration and get a different exactly. learning from it. that is the beauty of it mm. right so evergreen we call it <laughs> evergreen yes yes yeah. you can mm. always read it over and over again yes right high impact that sets the most important thing for a poet to do is to have one um i mean cup uh, multiple works mm-hmm. that resonates throughout the lifetime and it stays there for example like Robert Frost Shakespeare mm-hmm. so many hundred years ago it is still relevant to today's context yes yes yes, yes. it's really evergreen yeah now um, same I would say same goes for, for speeches as well uh, when mm-hmm. when you're delivering a speech when uh, it, it, some, some speeches they don't have a very clear call for action it's, it's just like for example let's say there's a message of um, is there someone that you want to apologize to? Mm, I said, this, yeah. is a, this is the, the, the message of it. And everyone has people that they want to apologize to. It could be the, to our parents, to our family. Mm. So I, I think it's really up to us, like uh, up to the audience on how do they want to apply it in their life. 
yeah. So I, which is why I think that um, poet poetry art speeches can potentially change life, can actually, mm. can potentially bring lights to other people's life. So mm -hmm. it's a really amazing work. So uh, uh, Wang, I think that you have found your 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 very own unique way to express yourself, which is through through poetry, right? And for me myself, how do I express myself? Is probably through speeches, right? So I believe that you know everyone should probably find their own way to express themselves and also um, so that they can have a vehicle, a platform for them to <clears throat> showcase, show, I mean, to share what they have in their mind. So in your opinion, right, why, um, how can everyone, how can anyone find their own unique way to express themselves? Um, there's so many ways uh, to, you know, no one way, what, what's that, what's that, that, that one size that fits use? all. No, one size, yeah, one size fits all. The other one is mm. that um, all ways lead to Rome. Oh. So it's like, there's a lot of ways that you can go to Rome, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I think you really need to find your avenues and how to find them is actually through exploration, through experimentation. There are some kinds of um, ways or avenues, like some people prefer speeches, like, like what you're doing right now. And then some people find it in words. Some people find it in dance. Some, find, some, some people find it in music. And there's so many ways to uh, express. So it actually all depends on what would you like to try for that day. Mm -hmm. Yep, agree. It's, it's like experimentation. See which one that resonates with you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. with, with mm -hmm. you the most. And I, I noticed that you published your work uh, in, in rather early, right? And meaning that uh, you, have, you actually have, have three publications, right? Uh, for me, uh, I only started the Live Radio podcast quite late, I think this year. Previously, mm -hmm. I was just speaking and uh, on, a, on a safe environment and an closed environment and I don't really mm -hmm. want to publish my work, mm -hmm. right? So, well, why do you think that we should, you know, publish our work in your opinion? Like, why not we, we just keep things to ourselves? Because I, I think there's actually a great fear to take that step and mm. to really publish and open things for, open things up. Yeah, know, the vulnerability like that, you know, you're going to showcase your work, what kind of feedback, comments that yes, you get yes, in yes, this, yes. such a connected world, right? Yeah, yeah. So what, what is your thought on that? I, I really like, um, I'm not sure if you know this um, great author and speaker. Um, his name is Todd Henry, the accidental creative. So what he did was he actually shared a story um, about always choose to die empty. What it means is that he said, don't go to your grave with your best work inside of you. Mm -hmm. So the true meaning of the expression of what he's trying to highlight is that actually he, he, he was inspired by another um, uh, speaker uh, doing one of his events. And what he means is that is to die empty of all the goodness that you have within you and deliver it to the world before you leave. Because the most richest place on earth is actually where? The cemetery. Why the cemetery is because people passed on and brought their best work with them and it was not shared with the world. Amazing. Check out Beautiful. his works. His amazing works that he has. Yeah. Beautiful. Always choose to die empty. I love that. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> what, like, what if your, the work that you publish could actually touch someone's life, could actually change someone's mm. life in, in another way? And because of the fear of, of uh, people judging, because of the fear of people not liking your work and you just don't publish it. I, yeah, mm -hmm. I agree that it, it is actually a waste um, and an, an missed opportunity for you to mm -hmm. leave that impact in your world. Mm 
So which is why I remember always choose to die empty. Thanks for that, Wang. That mm-hmm. was really, really um the, the the key message that we really need to learn. Right. Um and I'm I'm just curious, in your process of not wanting to die empty, <laughs> of publishing <laughs> your work, your mm-hmm. your your creative parts, right? What are some of your setbacks in following your dream to to publish your work, to get ideas, to overcome creativity blocks? What are some of your greatest setbacks? I think some of the setbacks is like, um, I, I really had an opportunity uh, to meet uh, one of our national laureates, Sasrawan Nagara. Um, his name is Datuk Rahman Shari. So what he did was he shared this advice. So he said, no work is bad, right? But, you know, you have to let your work marinate, soaked long enough so that it's able to be, you know, absorb all the flavors of life mm. and then go back to it and improve it and improve it and improve it and improve it, and improve it until it becomes a Michelin star rating. That was like, wow, blew my mind. It's like, ah, so what he means by that? So although you have setbacks, put it aside, let the brain ruminate, um, do its work in the background processing. And then maybe one day along the way, it's like, ah, I remember I have something there. I have to go back to it and then continue to write and make it a better poem the next round, a better story the next round, or better speech the next round. And until then, you're satisfied and you know, you're ready. Because in today's world, one posting is so easy. I can just type, I am sad, post, right? So this is the rumination that um, he suggested so that we can actually overcome with... Um, writer's block yeah um but i also have some tips i would like to share with your listeners if i may and i believe everybody can right um, sure. can i share that tips of course of course so so we have we have three tips um in general uh, yeah that i found that works for me uh, i hope it can work for your listeners as well so first of all is you have to pick up a pen you have to pick up a pen or a notepad or an iPad or, or a phone, you know, like a note uh, that writes straight away, right? <laughs> the first step is always the hardest. You know, we are lazy, right? And generally, I don't want to wake up 5 a.m. for this early morning activity. <laughs> huh? Your EMA, yeah? five o'clock. actually 4.30, you have to wake up already, right? Master My by goodness. 5 or 5.30, yeah? All right. So first thing is to actually do it. Pick up a pen, paper, notepad in your phone. That's number one. Number two, start with one or two lines. It doesn't have to be like, you know, all the flowery language that poets like to use. It doesn't have to be that. Just pick up the line. What is most comfortable for you? It doesn't have to rhyme. Just simple words. I am sad. Today is bad. Full stop. Yeah. So for, I've got another example as well. Like, Wicked has a speaker's corner. Can I design a banner? I mean, I mean just some, some, some simple words. That's number two. And... Um, we also have a lot of um, tools online, like dictionary online, rhyme tools. You can also um, look at other people's rap sheet, uh, observe and read advertisements on buses or billboards. You, know. you can also use word prompt, picture prompts, like example, your favorite snack, like super ring. And then you can just write a few lines on it. Super ring, super ring. Happy all day. Cheese and all the bling. <laughs> yeah. So then we come to number three. Number three is practice every day just like posting in your socials right one post a day can be any topic any genre gratitude nature having fun um, doing speeches or just you know having fun the main idea for me is always having fun and to add on to it you can always ask your friends your family to give you feedback constructive feedback 
Or you can post something on IG and tag me. I will be most happy to give you some constructive feedback. But mm. but please are uh, no weird posts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, amazing. So those are my my three um go to if I have any setbacks. So pick up a pen, start with one or two lines, and three practice every day. That's a really awesome. That is a really amazing tips. I do know a few of my listeners who actually aspire to be an author as well. So I think that this, this really helps. I, and I totally agree with your points because before I actually convert uh, things to speeches, I have to write as well. And I really agree with you. The best way to get started is just to pick up the pen or pick up the, the keyboard because you just need to start somewhere. You don't have to be perfect to start, but you need to start mm. to be perfect. Just type in the first few lines and then the ideas will, will just keep flowing. Don't judge yourself. Just let the creative flow and, and then only then you don't disqualify the ideas too early. I will always exactly. say. Yeah. yeah. You'll disqualify, you actually filter it in the later part. And what I really love about the beautiful thing that you, you actually heard from your, your I, I guess one of your, your encounter was let the work marinate. Mm. Let the work marinate. That is really beautiful because um, I really believe right, as a speaker, we don't, we don't write a good speech by wanting to write a good speech. I actually heard it from someone. We don't write a good speech by wanting to write a good speech. We have a good speech because we have lived a life well lived. Right? Mm, Is that we have, yeah, we have lived, we have, we have gone through some moments, we have overcome it, and that moment has become a story that is interesting to be shared in a, in a speech to inspire others. So sometimes don't, I would say that I really agree with you, don't get too impatient when it comes mm. to creating your work. If, if it sucks, right, just, um, just put it for a while, let it marinate. Yeah, maybe then, then we can follow your three tips to, to gain extra, um, what do you call, marination and as well as extra, <laughs> extra flavors. Yeah, mm. remember that good things take times. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, when I'm actually, I'm just curious, right? Since you are you are always writing with a pen, right? Mm, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure if you do this thing called journaling. Um, do you do journaling? I it, uh, for for those who, are, who don't know what is journaling, mm. journaling is actually you you write down your daily thoughts, reflections, and your questions to yourself, and then you just let it free, really go free flow. It's just like mm -hmm. a conversation with your yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just curious. Do, do you do you do that often? Do you reflect a lot? Because, yeah, to, before you come up with your masterpiece. I think in terms of methodology, I used to journal some time back. <laughs> and I, I find it very tedious because uh, I think, um, you know, with work uh, and with other things in your life, you tend to sidetrack. So journaling is a good uh, tool. Um, I do not discredit that. Um, mm. But what I think I have is that I, I, it just works for me. Uh, I, I have a habit whereby um, I always have a pen with me no matter where I go. So although I don't have any paper, no problem, but a pen, yes. So if I have any um, inspiration that I see from my day-to-day -day life, uh, things that I can come up with, or just you know, passing by a simple rock or a you know, beautiful uh, flower on the roadside, on the hedges, I would scribble a good idea. I, I think it's a self-reflective as well, because then, then at the moment, in that moment, I see something interesting, I will scribble down. So I will find wherever place I can scribble down. I usually scribble on my hand because I have a pen. But if I have a paper, I will scribble down. If I have my phone at, at the time, I will just you know, put it out there. Yeah. So that's something that I always do. So I, I think it's another form of journaling, mm -hmm. just a different way of doing it. 
Yeah. Yes, yes. That is really important uh, because humans have really short-term memories. And <laughs> yes. And once once that moment has passed, right? Mm. Like you you just can't find it back. Right. And mm. I actually heard a very interesting quote that goes something like this, you know, ideas that are not written down doesn't mm. count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so don't die empty. Yeah, it don't die empty. Yes, it's really uh <laughs> like let's say you have an inspiration, you really need to have your phone or or, or pen on paper with you to Something, really scribble yeah. it down. Like Recall for it. me as well, yeah. Mm. If I had an idea in the middle of the night, I would really wake up and make sure that I would write this down because I know that tomorrow I will, I'm gonna forget this. Mm. Yeah. And yeah, I think that is a very good I do I do the same thing as well. I have a, a list of uh, a, a book or a list mm. of uh, ideas of for my speeches where I actually mm. made a lot of moments, right? So it's actually a collections and then I actually, uh, when I actually want to write something, right, I can actually just open the, the vault mm. and then just pick whatever that is necessary ah, to me. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's, re- it's really important to always have things to document your thoughts, right? Mm. Like what Wang, Wang has mentioned. Mm. Uh, I'm just curious, when you were writing your poem, right, mm-hmm. has there been a time or moment, right, when you wrote, wrote a poem and that process of writing a poem actually gave you a new realization? Because for myself, um, I've actually came across certain moments where I was writing for a speech. I thought it was it was ready to become a speech, but the moment when I as I'm in the process of writing it, I found new realization as well. And then I and then I found a new moral of the story, and I found a new learning to that incident. So it becomes an activity for me to do my self reflections. <laughs> The more I speak, the more I reflect, the more I get clearer, the more I get aware. I wonder, does that happen to you as a poet? I, I do share the same sentiments because mm. um, whenever I write something, like, like what you say, right, you open up a book of vault like for ideas, right? To look into those, those, those ideas that you start to write. Okay, so then you look at, okay, I'll take this piece, I'll start writing on this piece. And then after a long, you find that your thoughts and your ideas and your processing, and it has already moved to another area. And then you find that after you have reflect on that, that becomes more fuller, more inspirational. It's like an idea to another idea to another more inspired idea. And along that way, reflection and reflection and reflection. And like what you mentioned, right? Your lives, uh, uh, the, the life that you have gone through and the experiences that you have gone through filled it up even more. So it's, it's totally sharing the same sentiments as what you have mentioned. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I think it's really important because um, if we are writing a poem or writing a speech just because mm. we want to write it, right? Mm. It becomes a chore. It becomes a work. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But if we are writing it from the perspective that, hey, this can help mm. me to reflect, I can gain new reflections. It's my self-healing or self-discovery too, right? It becomes mm. something so fun to do. It becomes a hobby rather than just a chore. Because every mm. time you write it, this is, this is a my, this, I'm doing this for myself. Mm. So I don't really care whether it, I will have an, an outcome or not. But if it has, uh, it, it's actually something bonus for me. But I will, I, I will actually go with the flow. And it re- reinforces on the concept you don't have to be perfect to start. Yeah. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah, sure, sure. Do you have a favorite speech or speeches, a reference material that you refer to or a gold standard where you can use? I mean, if you are you have setbacks or you're stuck somewhere, oh, I have to go back to this speech that, you know. Mm, all right, right. Meaning that the, the, the place where I actually draw inspiration. Exactly, and, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes, I do have a few. Um, mm. uh, one of my one of my uh, the speakers that I really admire was uh, this speaker called Lisa Nichols. 
right? Nice. She was from US, uh, Lisa Nichols. Uh, she actually, she has a really amazing life stories on how she overcome a lot of adversities to, to become who she is today. So there, were, there's a, there was a lot of things I could actually um, learn from her. And she really changed the way I speak. Right? Because mm-hmm. before, before that, I was actually speaking more like a, like a technique, technicality. How do okay. I actually hit the, hit the right spot mm. to, to sound right? But mm-hmm. she was really speaking with her convictions, with, with her own stories, with her own reflections. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always remember the one quote that she, she mentioned was, as a speaker, right? Mm-hmm. Is to turn your is to is to share your life story to others, turn your mess into a message. Wow. Mm, nice, nice. I'm yeah. gonna write that down. Turn your mess. Yeah. I know poets like uh, <laughs> rhyme. Yeah, turn your mess into a message. So uh, that really inspires me is to sh- to be open to share about your mess with others, because that is because people want to learn how can you, um, you know, get out of the mess. How can you, how did you... Um, Turn a negative into a positive. Yes, bounce back from, yep. from your, your, your situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, that, so she was like the, the role model, the gold standard that I always yes. look, look up to. Yeah, and what about you? Like, uh, what about as a po- poem or as a poet? Do you have a, like a benchmark, like a gold standard, like an idol? <laughs> yeah. um, I, I think I draw inspiration and benchmark from everyone, everyone around me, um, like Rumi, like what you have mentioned, Rumi. But I do have um, somebody, if you talk about speeches, right, I do have somebody that's really close to my heart that I really draw inspiration from. I'm not sure if you have heard of this guy called Randy Porsche. He's famous for his last lecture. He, he's a professor in virtual reality. Mm-hmm. And his title of his, every professor um, will have a last lecture speech. So he did one called Achieving Your Childhood Dreams. Mm. Yeah. So he has passed on. He died of pancreatic cancer. But he presented his lecture, Achieving Your Childhood Dreams, starting off as what he did, um, how he met um, uh, his professors, how he became a professor himself, how he worked tirelessly, and how he met his love of his life, his wife, and his three children, and so forth. But at the end of the speech, there was a really impactful message. It wasn't, I mean, the, the title itself, it's called Achieving Your Childhood Dreams. But at the end of it, his mess and message was achieving, uh, not only achieving your childhood dreams, but presenting his life work and his advice to his children before he leaves the world. Wow. Yeah. You should check it out. Really inspirational. I need to check really. that out. Yeah. yeah. On the mm-hmm. last lecture speech. Yeah. Carnegie Mellon. Yeah. All right, all right. Wow, really learned something new today. Yeah, I think that is that is the beauty of um, you, you see, like if if all these people decided to just keep their work to themselves and mm-hmm. not to share it out, right? We we would never be inspired. We would ne- our life would never be changed, and mm-hmm. that person could be that could be you who are listening as well. Um, yeah. you, who 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 has who believe that you have certain things that that is worth sharing. Yeah, and I believe that all of us have something in our life that is really um, worth sharing. Some a lot, a lot of time people just say that you know I don't have anything to share. My life is not mm-hmm. interesting. But there's actually something. There's always something that people can learn from you because everyone is unique in this world. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's really amazing. Thanks for that, Wang. Right, mm-hmm. and I I just want to share with uh like uh, discuss with you on on one of the very important um one of the interesting topic because we mm-hmm. all know that anthology. 
It's actually mm-hmm. a collection of uh, a lot of different different poets into one one collections, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So here comes the debate. We had the same debate <laughs> as a speaker as well. So when <laughs> we are creating something new, does it mean that we have to uh, you know come up something totally new by ourselves, or is it okay that we refer to other people's work, draw draw some inspiration here and there, mm-hmm. yeah, referring here and there? What do you think about that? This is a very great question. This is awesome. This is really, ah, you know, you packed a punch to me. <laughs> then, actually, if you think about it, right, I'm, I also have these thoughts, right? Like, where does creativity actually come from? Do we need to really, like, always keep churning new things, you know, new stuff out there? What is it all about? Um, I, I like how um, Austin Cleon, um, he actually had a very a well-known bestseller book out there called Still Like an Artist. Do we still like an artist? He did. He did mention it's like, I read um, yeah, yeah. So, so you you know what it is, right? Mm. So I, I really like how he approached to blackout poetry. He brought it up back once again and make it a trend. So if if you look at it, like how he found out that there is actually really a clear originator. Somebody took an idea and expanded it furthermore, and the other person took that idea, expanded it furthermore, and expanded it furthermore. So like what you mentioned about um. Lisa Nichols, right? Turn your mess into a message. So taking that and then marinating it, making it sit, thinking about it, processing it, and then making it even better. And then that continues to inspire. So that's, that's some of those things that um, I think we can start off with. We don't really have to exactly steal from it, but we can actually use that method or use some of the words and rearrange it in such a way that it can create something that's different from the original and yet still have its essence of yourself in it because everything that we touch, it has become you in a way. Mm. So just be you. It's very true. It's very true. I, I, I totally agree with that. That's really beautiful. So everything you touch becomes you. Yeah. And I think that really answers to a lot of, uh, a lot of questions, uh, you know, people when they have these uh, questions that, hey, uh, to start, right, I need to start something totally new, mm. right? What if you can actually take something that was already existed, but you share it in your own perspective? Mm, right? yeah. It, yeah, it applies to entrepreneurship as well. It applies to speeches as well. It applies to a lot of things as well. Right? You see, sometimes innovation doesn't mean that we have to create something new, totally like invent something like uh, how Thomas Edison mm. invented, invented the light bulb and all that. Mm. Right? So it could be you take something, uh, some ideas that people already have, Mm. And then you identify that gap. Yep. And then you can see how you can fill in that gap with your very own perspective. And there you go. It becomes uh, an, 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 an innovation. Yeah, you see Steve Jobs didn't, didn't invent a uh, telephone, right? But he mm. innovated it to become something that is uh, we use every day, become a, a smartphone. So mm. um, yeah, so I think that we don't have to have a totally new ideas, right? If you, you can actually draw inspiration from from some of the other people's work and then mm-hmm. let it evolve and let it uh, marinate to become in your own, uh, everything that you touch becomes you, right? Maybe maybe uh, I can add something on sure. there as well. Um, what, what I try to say as well is that mm. um, becoming something new uh, that is you, but also remember to not plagiarize. That's another <laughs> important part uh, because copywriting, even in speeches, is copyrighted, right? You don't mm. plagiarize. So when you really copy or really learn from somebody's work and making it your, your own, 
you also have to credit people. Uh, give people the credit because you actually took it from somewhere and make it yourself, make it your own. Yeah. Yes, yes, totally mm-hmm. agree. Yeah, else, else you'll get yourself <laughs> into trouble. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. and, and that actually sparks a, a new question that I had, right? Mm-hmm. I once listened to an artist, okay, mm-hmm. uh, in an interview, like this singer is a, is a singer from Taiwan. She actually mm-hmm. mentioned that when she was writing for his song, she would he 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 would actually stop himself from listening to songs, listening mm-hmm. to to lyrics for that op- uh, one period of time, mm-hmm. so that he he didn't he he doesn't want him to himself to be what do you call uh, influenced Influence, by certain yeah. certain work, mm-hmm. right? Because um, sometimes humans tend to confuse between a new idea and a memory. Right, we are mm-hmm. confused. Well, yeah. I have a new idea. Perhaps, perhaps <laughs> that is a memory. And that's when people actually accuse you for being a copycat and all that, right? Right. So, what what do you think about this? Like, before you actually create something, like, mm. should you have this kind of isolation periods to avoid yourself um, uh, becoming too much like the other person, or to prevent yourself plagiarizing per se? Yeah. What mm. do you think? Mm. I totally agree with you. I, I think I, I like this um art, uh, this, this songwriter's perspective, right? Mm. That totally shut down so that you don't actually plagiarize somebody else's work and you just work on what you really focused and work on. So for, for me, I will also try to do that. I mean, we also have a reference point that we always go to, but we'll come back to um, a place whereby I think it's better not to read other people's work for now. Just do whatever that you do. Uh, and then... After that is done, marinate it long enough, improve it, um, work on it, uh, make it better, and then get feedback from other people because other people might have probably read um, works from other uh, other various um, writers and they would have another insight as well. They could also be your um, so-called uh, filter. Lah. In other words, to say that, oh, hey, I've read something like this. Lah. Why are you finding copies? You know, the ideas are quite similar, but oh, maybe the track line or the... Um, the story is a bit different at the end or different in the, in the start or something like that. So we also really need to have feedback from um, uh, other people or, or your better readers or your people who can tell you uh, that um, this is a good work, it, you know, really original and it's not the same as others or uh, things that they have been published out there. Mm, really, really agree. Yeah, because that, that happened to me before. <laughs> really? Uh? <laughs> Yeah. Ouch! So what well, happened? Well, I want to know. <laughs> yeah, when when I first started as a speaker, right? You know, we, we need to model someone, right? Mm-hmm. So I actually came across a, a speaker that I I really love the way he speaks, right? So I watch a lot of his videos, a lot. <laughs> all right, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. without knowing it, right, the way I spoke became mm-hmm. like him as well. Mm-hmm. And the, how I how 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 was mm-hmm. how I was able to know it is as when my one of the audience actually told me, hey. Isn't that what uh, so-and-so yeah. did before? There you go. Yeah, yeah, there. That is when I realized that I really need to take a break, <clears throat> need mm-hmm. to take a break for, from him. Okay. So mm-hmm. to really find back my, my own style, because uh, if, if, if you model too much on someone, right? And I mean, for a start, yes, mm-hmm. you can, because you need an, an, an anchor to start with, right? Yeah. But as you move along, you really need to find your style. So I took a break from just watching his video. I, I watched more videos, right? <laughs> a lot, lot more videos. And then I do some reflections on what, what are some mm. of the styles that I, I want to go into, right? Because at the end of the day, we really want to be the, the unique version of ourselves, right? Because everyone else is taken, 
So, so <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Really yeah, so yeah. So don't try to be someone else, uh, but be the best version of yourself. Uh. So that is what I I thought uh that would uh, is really important for creators uh, like us as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So uh Wang, I heard that mm-hmm. you're actually working on your latest publications, right? Right. Uh, can you actually share with us a little bit more about it? What What is it about? Uh, any Any challenges? Any new insights? Any realizations? Right. Yeah. What about it? Uh. Okay. Uh. Oh, this is tough. This one is a tough question. You always give good and tough questions. We get. Um. I'm actually currently working on a ebook, electronic book. Yeah. And um, the process has been really interesting. Uh. I have uh, several new ideas. I think those ideas are, uh, it's out there before, but um, maybe not in, 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 in this realm. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have to test it out. So there are some ideas that, um, because with um, ebook and um, the current technology that we have, uh, a lot more things can be incorporated. So that's something that I'm working on. Uh, I have a lot of challenges. I actually tried to learn a new language. Um, and I can't seem to get those references. I was looking for those books, like, you know, you have a language book to start off with, like, for example, um, how to speak in um, Bahasa Kadasan, for example. I couldn't get those books that I wanted to get for this particular new language. This, this is not a new language. This, this, this language has been a very long time, but I just couldn't find it. I was actually literally going a lot of places to look for it, but I still haven't found it yet. So I hope, I hope, that I'm able to at least source some of those reference material uh, and then at least use that to improve um, this pro- new project that I'm working on. That's amazing, right? So to those of you who are listening, right, what, I, I think we can learn something <laughs> from Wang here, right? Even as a seasonal, even as someone who has published a few publications uh, a few times, right? She still faces certain challenges and that she needs to overcome it. Right, so I mean, challenges are inevitable. It's just, you know, just how do you find a way to overcome it? And if you challenge your limit, you get to keep those limits. So, uh, I we wishing you, uh, Wang, uh, all all the best in your in your searching for that language, and also I hope that you, you can get, uh, you are able to overcome it and bring out even more inspiring masterpiece to to the. Um, to the society because I think that in Malaysia it, it, we really we really need to appreciate more of our local creator like you and you're really one of the rare ones so I'm so so happy to have you in the podcast today because thanks, you're, thanks a yeah, lot. not every day you get to speak to a writer but a writer uh, who, who writes poem yeah mm-hmm. so we are, as we are moving to towards the, the to the end of our sessions right so uh, Wang any mm-hmm. final advice that you want to give to people who wish to start out to, to publish their own masterpiece, whether it is poem, their own book, or their own speech, whatever it is. like, Any advice from you for them? Mm, for this special segment, right? So I actually wrote a poem, a ridiculous ah. one, oh for, 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 for people out there and the live ready listeners. So here it goes. Pen something ridiculous every day. It might turn out something good someday. It can be well-wishes like happy birthday or just another thought and emotions of the day. Thank you so much, Wicked. Thank you so much for your kind attention. Oh my goodness, that was amazing. Oh my God, that was a 
that was a special creation of poem for the listeners of uh, the Live Radio podcast. I love that. I love how you're able to come on that. Yeah, so pen something every day, even though it's ridiculous. Yes, sometimes yeah. great ideas come from, you know, something something usual every single day. Yeah, so thank you so much, Wang, for being on the Live Ready podcast. And I really enjoy our conversations today. Uh, thanks for being the first ever guest on the Live Ready podcast. I <laughs> love doing this. You're really... Mm. I have a really good experience. I want to keep doing this. Yeah, uh, my pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed it very much as well. Yeah, looking forward to your new ideas. Mm-hmm. And so for the list, the for the Life Ready podcast listeners, uh, that is all for this episode. And I'll see you in the next episode. Let us be more Life Ready together. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye.